Welcome to On the Couch with James Field and Ian Harris. It's episode 83 for the 11th of July, 2008. How's it going? I'm well, and uh, how's things with you, James? Not bad at all, thank you. It is rather good to be back on the couch. It is indeed. 83? 83? 83, wow, that's octogenaries three. Yeah. Well, isn't it? yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, um, and also, I'm a bit fitter now, but I'll talk to you about that later on. Okay. So, well, we're going to cover all the, the usual stuff in business, technology, content delivery, mobile, mobile gaming, and... Maybe some other stuff. <laughs> uh, in the world of broadcast and entertainment technology, which is... Indeed. Uh, and we've been quite busy this week, so it's been a bit tough. But as always, we do like to get your feedback. Any stories you have out there, listeners, do let us know. Feedback at onthecouchpodcast.com. We'd always love to hear your feedback on anything Indeed. at all. And that really does work for us. So let's kick straight in there with about, is it doom and gloom on the advertising market? Well, it is certainly for ITV, who have... Uh, which is the UK's largest... Independent television network, hence That's on right. TV. Yeah. And they've had a. They've predicted that their revenue is going to fall by thirteen percent year on year, right? Which is a quite astonishing drop uh, for the amount of ad. I mean, commercial television lives and dies on its ad revenue. Indeed, mm-hmm. in uh, in the nineteen eighties in Australia, uh, the television channels then were doing so poorly based on the amount of advertising they could gather up, that the government actually stepped in and helped out by saying, ah, well, we'll make sure that all the major sporting events can only be shown on free-to-air television. Right. Uh, so it's because uh, they considered that uh, people uh, having television generally was a good thing. Uh, right. So having a 13% drop in uh, in one year uh, is quite, a, quite an astonishing thing for ITV. What do you reckon that that is the case for ITV? Why is the why is the revenue well, dropping? Well, it can't all be... I mean, it could just be, you know, a cut back on programming expenditure several years ago. It's just come to fruition. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, there's a recession or not, I guess, it's not an official recession because that's two quarters of economic uh, lack of growth, I suppose. Or, mm-hmm. um, so, I guess maybe the advertising market is changing. Um, mm. So, I mean, it, but then having said that, it's a, it's a big year. We've got the Olympics. We've got UEFA yep. Cup. Um, a number of things are coming together. So I, I guess some people would say, oh, it's doom and gloom for the uh, the broadcast advertising market. And yet, you know, that's where the lion's share of the money is still going. Um, Absolutely. If it's that bad for these kind of, this kind of market, how does it look for more niche marketing stuff and uh, magazines? I, I don't know. I haven't heard any of magazines going to the wall. Mm-hmm. It's obviously harder for newspapers, but they're competing more with the web. Um, yeah. I mean, I think... I think we've been seeing declining ad revenue for newspapers for a few years now, but it's certainly starting to hit uh, commercial mm. television ads as well now. And as as uh, Google is now the number one advertiser in the UK, yes, revenue. yeah. So I guess that shows that the split maybe between um, broadcast advertising and online advertising may be a bit different in the UK, or maybe it's just as many different parties sort of vying for the the advertising pie. So yeah, if ITV, maybe it just means Google is larger than ITV. Well, I mean, I mean, certainly the pie has got bigger, uh, mm. but uh, I could think you could certainly say that 
uh, Google has siphoned off a lot of that advertising money from all of the commercial, uh, all of the commercial broadcasters in the UK. Mm. Okay. So at the end, you're still looking at uh, broadcast dropping, even though the pie is bigger. I mean, there's certainly. Uh, I mean, y- you can advertise on Google for basically very little money. You can spend, yeah. you know, as little as five pounds a day uh, to get your ad on Google. Yes. Which is certainly yeah. something you can't do on, on TV. Yeah, that's right. You need right, to spend yeah. millions and millions, and then you need to spend mm. millions even just getting a, a thirty-second bit of content that's good enough to show. So, uh, I can I can see I can imagine there that, that uh, the the actual revenue uh, from smaller advertisers is greater on Google. Right. But it seems like uh, the major advertisers are also supplementing their uh, advertising revenue on broadcast by doing it on the web as well. I suppose, I mean, Google gets the, you know, you could say the long tail of advertising, don't they? Because it's, they're getting the smaller guys who just can't advertise there. I mean, I don't know Absolutely. if you, and you, you go to the niche. cinema in the UK and you see the curry house advert, don't you? Mm. you go in and there's just, they just put a slide up. It's almost as if the guy in the back is changing slides. <laughs> yeah. um, so it's quite wild. Um, okay, should we, we move on a bit and look at the, um, even YouTube is having a bit of an issue. Yeah, but, well, um, just quickly on YouTube. Uh, I mean, the, the challenge for Google had always been, can it get any money out of spending a billion dollars on YouTube? Uh, I mean, there's some amazing stats here. There's <laughs> a billion video views every day on YouTube. That's astounding, isn't it? But quite short videos as well. I mean, yeah. I mean, you hit on the site and you get blasted with videos, don't you? So, <laughs> um, but they they haven't found the way to make money. That's the thing. Well, they're making about two hundred million dollars a year, which mm. you know that's not bad. I mean, you can't be unhappy with two hundred million dollars a year. But is that additional stuff, or is it just they're serving banner ads from you from Google? I guess. I mean, I don't know. If that's, yeah, certainly they're doing the that. But or, I mean, you know. any business that brings in two hundred million dollars a year dollars a year is, mm. is not all bad. I mean, I know everyone's saying, ah, oh, they're not making any money out of it. You know, they paid paid a billion. But how much are they paying for feed? If, you know, for the content delivery network. That's the thing. So, I'm not. Uh, it probably costs them. I mean, that's not a profit. That's the revenue, right? True. It may be costing them that much to serve that video as well. So. Yeah, that's true. Um, Interesting. You know, I guess. It, I mean, the exit strategy for people like YouTube was to get bored, and no one's going to buy <laughs> yeah, man, Google. So you know, <laughs> there's a bit of a challenge there. Well, it was the same strategy with Skype, really, wasn't it? Which, uh, you know, eBay now admit they paid just a little bit too much. And they forked out $1.6 billion for it. Yes. Yeah. Um, and with no real, I mean, that was a bit end of hype. But then mm. I've heard that, you know, like the um, the best deal I was reading the other day is that the MySpace deal, um, mm. where, you know, pretty much that was, the, was $800 million was paid for it. And then, or $750, but then almost instantly the money was paid back by Google with a guaranteed ad revenue. So yeah. it was a zero, you know, it was a net sum within days. That's amazing, um, isn't it? Whereas, you know, you've got Microsoft investing in Facebook, making massive, mm. um, and there's no, well, making massive market cap allegedly, um, and similarly with the the YouTube thing, and, and it is a bit weird. It's got to be a, what at least a year on since Google's acquisition, and still mm-hmm. showing me the money. That's the uh, the yep, challenge. That's the challenge, indeedy. Um, technology stuff. You picked up a story here from um, the States about the DirecTV platform. What's all that about? I haven't seen... Well, I just thought this was uh, hmm. just a cute little story about uh, what DirecTV have done with their DVR scheduler application, right. which allows you to uh, schedule your DVR recordings from different... Uh, from a web device. From, from web and uh, mobile. Mobile, yeah. I've done, I mean, I've had to go on the mobile booking here in the UK on the Sky stuff, and mm-hmm. that's it's pretty cool. It'd do um, the job. 
but it, it's a cool demo i'm not sure i'd use it but i guess this shows that people are if it's what a one million plus remote recordings have been scheduled so that's uh that's pretty impressive that's more than showing your mates down the pub isn't it <laughs> it is it is i think that's <laughs> fantastic i mean there's been times when like for example it was the other day i was at the gym and they had a, an ad on tv and i mm-hmm. thought oh i must record that i can't remember what it was but uh, and you know <laughs> i i had my mobile with me and right. i could have scheduled it then and there if i had the application on my phone so yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the obs- other obstacles. Unless there's a web-based, unless you've got a web-based item in your hand, yeah, you have to download a little program that enables you to look at the guide and then to schedule it and record it. So it's quite an obstacle. You have to be a bit of a geek to get it on there. So maybe the, I guess we've got iPhones and stuff like that. If they can, um, we'll talk a lot about iPhones later on. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, th- you'll be able to just browse it through a web-based interface on your mobile device, mm. which will make it more accessible rather than having to download a. You know, Java or a Symbian app. Mm. So, uh, should we wait and see? But yeah, I guess it's a new way of. Is it really kind of. It doesn't say whether they watched them, right? <laughs> no, they just scheduled <laughs> the recording. <laughs> yeah. Which isn't quite. Presumably, most thing. of them had a go at watching them. So. Yeah. Hmm. So, moving um, on to uh, content delivery. Yeah, we talked a little bit about Juiced ish just now, didn't we? And mm. I mean, ba- isn't Babelgum. Is Babelgum's like Juiced, isn't it? Yeah, That's it's a similar idea. sort of idea. It's. Mm. Uh, you know, using the internet as a TV platform. Right. And it looks like they've... Uh, they've I think I had a beta of, of Babelgum, but I haven't actually seen it. But then Juiced, I mean, Juiced seems to have been not the most successful thing. I don't um, know. Has it come and gone? I don't I don't know that... Uh, still around, but it's... Um, nothing seems to be coming of it. I guess Babelgum, I mean, by the fact that us, you know, techno geeks can't really remember what Babelgum was all about. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't, doesn't really show that it's particularly successful. Um, but the new series, they've they've signed up some content from the BBC Worldwide. Yeah, so I mean, BBC Worldwide have great a great r- array of uh, programs. Mm. And this uh, is the commercial arm of the BBC, stuff. isn't it? Rather than the the stuff that you and I pay our hard earned uh, license fee so for. So again, I don't quite know how Babelgum is going to make their money from this. I mean, the statement from the CEO of Babelgum says, uh, you know, the BBC brand is known around the world, and by bringing these brands to the Babelgum platform, we further emphasise our position as a leading player in the internet TV space and a point mm. of reference for nature and science's passionate audience. And they're aiming, I guess, it, I mean, it helps raise the awareness, and they've got a goal of getting twenty to thirty million people to download the platform. Right. PC or Mac by the end of the year. I think this is a, a is it another Silverlight platform? Maybe uh, should no, investigate it again. Maybe it you know, now it's got the BBC on it. Why not? Mm. You can compare and but it probably isn't for consumption within the UK. That's probably one of these bizarre things. Yeah, probably, but I mean, <laughs> I, I guess yeah. this is another another example of how uh, what's the word? How prolific the BBC is being and getting its content on any platform you can think of. Yeah, I mean, you've yeah. Got, got the iPlayer, you've got uh, Sky, you've got uh, FreeSat, you've got Freeview. Um, and this will be international stuff. Yeah, this, this is uh, the Babelgum platform as well. But you look at the, I mean, the stuff they've got, this is they've had Series A football, which I think is, is that Italian, Serie A? It's either Italian or Spanish football. Mm-hmm. Ministry of Sound TV. Mm, sounds a bit dodgy. <laughs> um, but I do like their DVDs. Very good. Could be good. Um and Reuters, which is, I guess, News Associated Press, news, again, yeah. News, and Gong Anime, which obviously seems to be a classic Japanese manga channel. So mm-hmm. maybe this is the first time they've got some decent content that appeals to anyone who isn't a news, sport, or music junkie. Well, again, you know, it all comes down to the content. If it's good content, people will do it, as you've seen with the iPlayer. Mm-hmm. If it's not, if it's just, you know, then 
you know, all, all the geeks will have a crack at it and go, oh, that's interesting. But then will you do it the second mm. time? That's the, I think that's and, the And key. I think the other thing is it's advertising supported and they're going to split the content into three things. BBC Love Earth, which sounds a bit <laughs> to me. BBC Knowledge really? and BBC Entertainment. So <laughs> Fantastic. Well, I'll have to take a look at that and see if, um, you know. Well, maybe it's worth another go. Chew on that Babel gum. That's what I say. Tell you what, if you have a crack at Babel gum during the week, I'll have a crack at juice during the week and we'll, we'll do an update next week. <laughs> see what we can do. See if I can download it. That will be indeed fun. Um, more surveys out from the UK as well, right? Yes, we've found that uh, 70% of the 60 million TV sets in the UK are now di- digitally linked by a, via cable, satellite or digital terrestrial. Right. Uh, which is grown about I wonder about how they calculate million. that. Do they just see how many... I mean, they must have an assumption that a digital terrestrial box lasts for so long and they've sold so many yes. of them. I think, because I can't believe that figure. I mean... As in how high it is or how low yeah, it is? Yeah, I mean, I've bought lots of these free view boxes, but a lot of them just break. <laughs> so I'm not, I think it's likely to be higher, or, you know, not as high as they say. Um, well, that's true. I mean, the, to to have, have, I mean, to have any sort of real significance, these surveys, you'd have to actually have to go and ask people. Yeah. Do you use Freeview? Do you have Sky? Mm. Uh, otherwise, and you know, lots of people it becomes statistically a guess, doesn't it? So, Precisely. I mean, there's no doubt that it's on the up, and this is if it's coming yeah. from Ofcom, who are obviously trying to promote the digital switchover. Mm-hmm. Um, I was down in uh, southwest of the country last weekend, mm-hmm. and. Uh, they, they were running full page ads there? in the local papers about switchover coming, but it's actually July right. next year. It's a year from now. Wow! Um, so already they're preparing for it. Yeah. So they got all the they've got a little mascot of this. Um, is it, is <laughs> Digit, Digit Al is the name of the <laughs> thing. And <laughs> so he was great. on the he was on the beach with a surfboard under his arm. You know, see, right? With they, some was cool this around Yuki that you were seeing this? Or um, well, it was the same kind of neck of the woods. There's only one newspaper for the whole of that. Um, okay. Backwater. Fair enough. So. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Otherwise, it might be a slightly misplaced uh, scene for the UK. Exactly, exactly. Still, um, surfers up down there. You should get down there sometime. I've can, been to Newquay. It's a lovely area. Can hang ten. So, <laughs> um, but the big news this week. Well, in fact, today really is today. It? Indeed, some, and, some uh, guy in New Zealand, the first, some student, was the first guy to get his hands on an iPhone 3G, wasn't he? Fantastic. Um, and, uh, and it's out and about. I was a bit shocked that you, being a Londoner, mate. Um, weren't <laughs> queuing up if there was a queue there was some guy wearing a um, apparently a lot of people who have been in the Apple store queues have been advertising products right so it's like you know product placement and this some guy was wearing one of these um, it's kind of a wearable um, sleeping bag which has got arms and legs so you can walk oh. around in it so he That's was handy. he was advertising <laughs> this was he there like, all night yeah he was up? there he turned up on Thursday I think at least one day or two days before and the weather's been atrocious as you know so oh, it's been terrible um, he was hoping to sell his place on eBay I don't know if he actually did but, uh, <laughs> and advertise something so he's clearly a one man marketing band indeed so, he was yeah. the uh, well the I mean, there's, there's been lots of articles on the web about people all over the planet lining up and getting their their 3G iPhones. I must admit, I was slightly put off by the fact that uh, uh, everyone was saying that the uh, O2 uh, was having real trouble in activating iPhones. Right. I couldn't really see the point of lining up and then getting in the store and then saying, well, I'm really sorry, but we can't actually activate your iPhone. <laughs> yeah, I think the one, the, the store in central London, Regent Street, did have a few issues, I think, the Apple store, but they sorted that out. But I mean, Apple had been having lots of trouble because I've been rolling out this thing called Mobile Me at the same time mm, online so you can synchronize your phone and your various uh, Apple and Windows devices so you all share mm. the same um, 
contacts, address books, and all this kind of stuff. So you, right. know, in, you know, they all play together nicely in your Apple universe. Um, <laughs> okay. So that's uh, that's only just about come up online. I've got a, a friend who's a book publisher, and he's he was that's he uses it quite a lot, and it was down right. for the whole of yesterday. So Oof. he was just totally unable to work effectively. That's a, a subscription service, isn't it? You pay a hundred dollars yeah, a year yeah. or something. It's a hundred dollars a year or something, and you get mm. a couple of ten gigs of storage space, and it, it looks pretty good. I mean, it's it's been up a little bit today. Mm-hmm. I was able to look at it, but uh, and and people have said people who've had their hands on the phone, I've seen have said it, and it works really well. The push email, it's really good, better than the BlackBerry right. stuff. Um, wow. It is like being online. So uh, cool. It remains to be seen. But yeah, I mean, everyone claims to have been sold out. The other big news is the App Store, of course, which yeah, is... Yeah, and I think this is the more significant news, mm. in fact, than the fact that a new phone's come out, but more the fact that there's a platform now for Apple to sell applications onto the phone. Yeah. And this could be bigger than bigger than big, really. It's the first time we've seen a, a truly mobile platform have uh, a really easy way for people to purchase and distribute applications. So it's great for the developers. They, they've they got somewhere to put the applications so that people can buy them. It's all centralized so you know that everyone's going to go there. Mm-hmm. And also uh, if you have one of these iPhone devices, then you can get new and exciting applications for it uh, in a really easy, and as, as easy as synchronizing your music, you can get new applications for your phone. Yeah, and uh, there seems to be a reasonable spread of applications to start with. And so some are very simple. Mm-hmm. Um so most of them seem to be free. Um, then there, uh, some would go as high as seventy dollars. I don't quite know what you get for seventy dollars, but uh, wow! I wonder what you do get for seventy dollars. Yeah. Maybe it's a subscription thing, or I don't know. It's a lot, isn't yeah. it? Um, and there's also the voice over IP app. True Phone came out as well. So yeah. So what, um, so from what I understand, that allows you to make international phone calls over a Wi-Fi network. Yeah, but you have to pay a subscription. It's like Skype, basically. You can, okay. uh, but you can make calls to phones. Um, right but you have to pay, but it's obviously discounted if you are calling on the mobile. Um, sure. I'm surprised that Skype doesn't have an application, actually. That would be cool. Well, maybe they will, surely. I guess that would that would work. I mean, I know some people have done Skype clients already, um, mm-hmm. but there are, what, five blackjack games? Um, <laughs> there's the lightsaber emulator, but I kind of had that before. I guess a lot of people have gone kosher, I suppose. In fact, the, I think one of, the, one of the funny ones is two applications are called Torch, which I presume just lights up the screen white and... There's a red one, a white one, different color ones. You know. Oh, there's different colors. Oh, handy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a lot of the stuff was free anyway. Um, mm. And also the, the words out that the, I think the general iPhone 2.0 update to the existing iPhone mm. is also out and about and has allegedly already been hacked. So you can have access to the app store if you're not a, you know, kosher subscriber. Um, but maybe the 3G phone, maybe it is locked down. But also, I mean, I think everyone who wanted one can basically get one because they're pretty much on sale all over the world, mm. um, with the exception of China, um, mm, which is the world's largest mobile market. So um, word is that Apple will probably cave on the revenue share thing, which mm. China Mobile wasn't so keen on. So that will, uh, that will work well, out. Well, the point where you can keep money, making money from applications, you don't have to make the applications. All you've got to do is pay for the bandwidth, I guess. Aside from that, mm. well, I guess so. I mean, you don't even have to pay for the the bandwidth. Who are you doing? Apple paying for the bandwidth, or yes? Okay, okay. So, I mean, are you going to be one of these people that sort of tomorrow thinks mm, maybe I will get an iPhone, and then they'll well, they would, run out? I mean, mm. I've been tempted to update my iPod for a while. Yeah. So I'm very tempted to get an iTouch so that I can, you know, play with the applications and see what they're like. And okay, but uh, it'd be kind of nice to have the the GPS capability. 
I don't know. So if you buy it, yeah, that's true. GPS. Uh, presumably, you could. No, there's no microphone as well on the uh, the iTouch. No, like you say, you couldn't do all those VoIP applications. Yeah. Well, I mean, some you? people will say, "I'll wait until it's hacked and then I'll buy one and all this kind of stuff." Mm. So, so, so you've, got to, you've got to use it with O2 in the in the UK, so right, right now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no choice. But then I think it's the bonus of the data plan is pretty good. So, you, so it's unlimited data. Yeah. Okay, that's not too bad. Um, and uh, well, I mean, the news was that uh, O2s had thirteen thousand orders per second. Uh, as soon as the site went up for pre-order. See, I can uh, imagine how that happens. You know, operationally, a lot of times that you go into the shop mm -hmm. and the the customer service staff just kind of click OK. If nothing happens, they click it again. Again, <laughs> yeah, so again, it's one again. of these things that when it gets bad, it gets really bad because everyone's clicking OK. Yeah, because I mean that's you know, that's what people do. Computer says no, so you just say yeah, okay, click, 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 <laughs> click. So, and that certainly happens. I know another other scenarios. If they don't get an instant reaction, or they're not mm. trained and they're not told, like press the button, do not press anything, wait. Mm. Um, you just get multiple clicks because thirteen thousand per second is clearly nuts. I mean, that's insane. That is insane. That must be just sort of mm. clicker strikes. So. Uh, yep. Again, never underestimate the power of the users. <laughs> That's right. So it's an ex exciting day for iPhone. Yeah, yeah. And is I would, I would urge you not James? to hesitate if you want one, you see, Ian. Um, mm. I mean, I've, I only just yesterday got my, um, was it yesterday or the day before, my uh, Wii Fit, and I finally have one. So, oh, cool. Um, I was in uh, Italy this week, and one on the way back from the airport, I was actually in the airport, you know, they have those electronic-y type shops in the airport. Uh -huh. which are normally hideously overpriced and have got old stuff. Yeah. I spied in the little window a Wii Fit, and I thought it's wow. bound to be just a demo version or something, you know, one of these shell things. Because they are like rare as... And I said, Do you, is that for sale? And she said, oh, yeah, it is. It's the last <laughs> one. We only had we had five in today, and that's the last one. Wow. And she said, I want to buy one, but she couldn't buy one because you have to have a boarding pass. So <laughs> I thought, cha-ching, I'll be taking it home. And it was a little less expensive than you'd get it here in the UK as well. And it does seem to work. So uh, Fantastic. I did. Um, I only had a few minutes to play on it this morning, but I do now Do you feel know, fitter for that, James? I'm, my wee age, as they call it, mm. is um, younger than my real age by four Fantastic. years. So <laughs> well, that's, that's good. pretty good. And it didn't think I was fat. So... Uh, <laughs> Nice work. <laughs> so I like it so far. <laughs> That's right. And I also got away. I actually brought it back as a present for my wife. And I'd been on a company event, and she said, "Oh, is it a you know a branded T-shirt or a book or a pen mm -hmm. or something?" Because normally I do bring her crappy stuff like that. Um, and then and everyone when I brought it back said, "Oh, if you give it to her, she's going to think you're calling her fat." <laughs> um, what did she think? Was she? she happy? No, she was. She was very happy. She said, "That's really cool." Oh, that's great. So uh, I quits in there. So winners all round. Exactly. <laughs> Um, oh, so good. hopefully, uh, if the the weather here persists, we shall do a bit more of that. So nice work, very good. And have you had a, a try on one yet? On a Wii Fit? No. Mm. I mean, every time I've tried to actually get one, they've been sold out. Yeah, I mean, I haven't even seen any here in the UK. So uh, I think all stocks going to the US, and I guess uh, elsewhere. Mm. But this this one I think came from. Um, the Netherlands, I think, oh, but okay. it was a Euro model. After being burned before buying US stuff, I was a bit worried it wouldn't work. But it was okay. It did. It was cool. So um, France uses CCAM, doesn't it? So maybe that was maybe that's different. I think that's a myth. I'm not sure they do, but it's um, the PAL market. I think most TVs over there will take PAL, so okay, it'll work. Well, most TVs do everything, mm. but depends on the actual yeah. platform. And I'm just about the end of Super Mario Brothers Galaxy. Wow, Super Mario Galaxy actually. And how much, brothers involved. How much play time is that? <laughs> I, I've invested so much time in this game. 
<laughs> you're even wearing dungarees now, are you? It's like a. It's I've got to be I've got to finish it now because it's like I've got five more uh, planets I think to get the star for, and then I get to fly the spaceship to the center of the universe. So wow! And then you wait for the second installment, and then yeah, I can't imagine that there's much more to go after that. Is it I quite energetic? You have to jump around and wave your nunchuckers around. Well, <laughs> you do have to. Uh, you, you can make him spin by giving the uh, the Wii mode a bit of a left or right shake. Right. Uh, but it does, uh, after playing a bit, it does kind of give your shoulders a bit of an ache depending <laughs> on how you're holding everything. <laughs> but it's not particularly energetic. Mind you, like for a, a rainy English uh, summer, it's probably what you need, really. It's exactly you know, what Wimbledon's need. over. There you go. Yep. I don't quite want to do what, what I'm going to do when this game's finished because I can't get Wii Fit. I can't get Mario Kart. What next? What Mario Kart sold out as well. Wow. Yep, it's all, it's all over. Yeah. Very sad. Have to go anyway. retro. Anyway, that probably brings us to the end, I suppose, doesn't it? That's I think it does. Mm. Um, so hopefully uh, our recording will be clean and sweet and everyone will enjoy it. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> well, if anyone's got any feedback, we'd love to hear from you at feedback at onthecouchpodcast.com. Yep, it'd be if you've great. got any crazy iPhone action and yeah. let us know what's happening that would be great or reaction in fact so that's great so I guess that's goodbye from me James and goodbye from Ian cheers bye bye